What's up, Rob? So I am Joey Dots. Today is September 14th, 2023, and I'm here with Robin. How do you pronounce your last name? Posada? Posada, that's right. I you got it right. Rob Posada, SMP <laughs> by Rob. That's right, that's right. And uh, so before we start, where are you located, Rob? So I'm located in San Dimas, California, and it's in between LA County and San Bernardino County. Okay. Did you grow up there? I did grow up in this area, uh, brought my family uh, about 12 years ago to this area, and I grew up uh, not too far from, from this area. Okay. Right. Always in California? Always in California, correct. Okay. You're a California boy. Yeah. Okay. And uh, so before we go into your backstory, like when did you get into SMP? I got into it uh, actually one year this month. This month is when I took my class. Um, and previous to that, I was looking into, uh, for myself, because I'm completely involved, obviously, uh, either hair transplant, some kind of uh, way of you know covering the baldness, obviously. And so that's when I got into it. Uh, and I said, you know what? I'm going to go for it. There's a class nearby. Let's do it. So did you get your SMP on your head first and then you were like, screw it, I'm, I want to learn how to do this as well? Or did you learn and then get the SMP on your head? So, so a little backstory before, uh, behind that. A few months before I took the class, uh, my wife was like, you know what? You're in the medical field. Why don't you look into this? Maybe this is something that it's, it's in your, um, uh, it would be easy for you to learn, which it was. And so, like you said, I was like, you know what? If I'm gonna, if I'm gonna go under any treatment and I'm gonna be, you know, selling it to people, I gotta do it. You know, so gotta own your product, right? That's right. <laughs> so I'm a walking billboard, basically. You know, yeah. it's like people sometimes they get a little offended. I hear, I see it in their face and they're cracking in their voice. You know, and I'm like, look, right. by the way, I have it. No, you don't. I was like, look, I get close to them and they see it. They're like, whoa, you know, here's my card. Boom. The rest is a lot of people never seen it in person, right? And who did your procedure? Hey, I've not right seen yet. it. Uh, it was uh, Luis Majestic, uh, partner of uh, Taylor Perry. Okay. Oh, so oh, you went to so you went to Florida to get it done. He actually came to Redondo, Redondo Beach, um, kind of around where you oh, were. Oh, you uh, did that. Okay, my... you did that class. Yeah, he he came, uh, and I told my wife, "Look, he's here, and you know, let's do it." You know, and she was like, "Okay, go for it." You know, and the rest is history. He, you know, he did. Um, it was Majestic who did the, the treatment initially. And uh, yeah, I, I was ecstatic. I was just like, you know, you see people when they get it right after, their faces are all lit up. It's like, oh my God, I have a hairline. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that was, so during the class, you could probably only get one session, right? Who did, did he do your second session or third or how, how'd that go? So the, the second session uh, was done by another local artist. And, and then my third, and my like a little bit of touch up was uh, Jeff Picasso here in LA. Oh, so you went to Jeff? Okay. Mm -hmm. So who was your second person? Am I allowed to know? So, but uh, uh, second person, his name is Sergio. He's in also in LA. Um, okay. He just followed the hairline, and he did you know he did what he had to do. And then with uh, with Jeff, he was kind of doing a mentorship program, and that's when I feel like my my level of like expertise hairlines you know color theory all that good stuff just kind of got all together you know i was able to ask questions 
what I couldn't ask, you know, at other other artists. Uh, I will reach out to Taylor and he would answer my, we're in the, in the group chat and he would answer my, my questions, but actually be in there with, um, you know, with Jeff, that really like brought my game up a hundred percent. And you, and I mean, he's doing it. So you're probably picking his brain the whole time. He's Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, can you free like, trading? Uh, exactly. He's doing this thing and he's like, um, do you not move? Do you know? Cause I'm like, you know, ecstatic. It's like, wow. You know, he brought my hairline down. He he did the mixture of the ink, you know, and he's just I'm just picking his brain, like you said, you know. So were you the SMP model for Majestic for for, for Luis? Mm -hmm. For okay. Luis, correct. But, and you yeah. and you were in the class. And I was or, in the class. Yeah. So they they and sectioned you were like, off. Hey, I'm volunteer. Even before that, even before that, I reached out to uh, Stefani. I think that was his, his assistant back then. And I was like, you know what? I really uh, would love to be the model and also take the class. And I'm like, okay, let's do it. Showed up, you know, I already had my head shaved and just they did the lineup and rest is history. Nice. So, but one thing is uh, I immediately, you had to pay three times, right? Three different people. Basically, and yeah, basically, because I, I wasn't going to go to uh, Miami. It was just, you know, yeah, around, expensive. around expensive, yeah. yeah. And then we yeah. have it's five, it's five of us. You know, we go to Virginia to visit our brother-in-law, my brother-in-law. Oh my goodness, it's up there. You know, it's so expensive. Yeah, <laughs> you have your wife and you got three kids. And three kiddos, yeah. Uh, Bobby, Shania, and Elijah. How old? Uh, nine, eight, and uh, five. Oh wow! Okay, nice. <laughs> so they're all nice, uh, close in age as well. That's right. So. <clears throat> You did. You got your SMP. You did the training. What did you do before this? So before SMP. So currently, uh, a little history about myself. Uh, I'm a surgical tech. I've been working as a surgical tech for the last uh, going on 16 years, um, from like little hospitals to big hospitals, surgery, surgical centers from Beverly Hills, Hollywood, all over the place. And I figured, you know, since I'm in the medical field, maybe I have a leg up in. Uh, getting in the door with some of these doctors, some of these plastic surgeons. And that's a little backstory for myself. And that makes sense. It makes total sense. So what, what's it like being a surgical tech? So what are you doing? You're in there with them or are you mm -hmm. with the equipment? Basically, like if you're my doctor, you're coming in, I'm setting up the whole OR operating room from the beginning to the end. Um, so as, as you progress in your career, um, and, I, and I could, I can see how I'm doing with SMP too, you know, let's get micro invitation. Um, as a surgical tech, as you progress in your career, you start challenging yourself. It's like, okay, I want to do this specialty. I want to do that specialty. So right now I'm at a level one trauma uh, hospital at Harbor UCLA. It could be all types of emergencies, gunshots, uh, people getting ran over, everything we see it all. And we have to be ready within seconds. And so I could see like myself, okay, let's get micro invitation. What, what can I do to level up, you know? I need to get yeah. mentorship, go ahead and do it. I need to get a new um, ink, I need to do it. You know what I mean? So I have to keep pushing myself forward and, you know, going on podcasts with you, you know, and just speaking to people all over, all, all these industries, uh, PMU industry. I mean, I, I reach out to people all the time. I, uh, I comment on so many guys' um, pictures and, hey, let's meet up, let's have lunch, you know? And people are willing to do that, you know? So I'm always reaching out for people. 
Hey, I think you're naturally a great marketer. I just want to put that out for only being yes. in this for about a year or coming up on a year. I mean, you're naturally a good marketer getting your word. Oh, I think it's you. very important to, to basically create engagement, right? Cause mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. the industry is getting more, I'll say it's growing. I'll say it's mm -hmm. growing. I don't want to say it's saturated because I don't think it's totally saturated yet. No, it's still no. in its infancy and it's Correct, growing. Right. And in order to put yourself out there, you got to make yourself known. And I think you're doing a great job with that. Oh, really, thank you, really, really good job. Um, thank you. So what I want to go back because your job's unique. Um, mm -hmm. So are you making sure everything's sanitary? Are you mm -hmm. putting down all the barrier film? Like, all that, through, so, like what would you do? You, you scram I mean, if something, they're coming in, do you preset it like just in case there's an emergency or do you just wait to hear like an ambulance call? Oh, yeah. How does that all work? So in the setting that I'm at, um, there's an elevator. The elevator is one floor down from that where the ambulances are coming in. Think of it like, you know, a whole row of ambulances that could come in at one time. Like the other day we had a, 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 this crazy car crash. It was like eight people, five kids three adults, you know, and some didn't make it, some did. And the ones that did, you have to do all, all, uh, emergency. They had bowel ruptures. They had all of this craniotomies, broken bones, bones are sticking. I mean, think of it as a crazy car crash, you know? And so you have literally less than 10 minutes to set up your room. And of course Jesus. you have to do it as much as you can, sanitary, like you said, uh, we're just throwing betadine on them and putting them to sleep and putting the drape and go to work, you know what I mean? Uh, oh. Those are like for like severe uh, uh, patients that have like internal bleeding. You know they're completely out, and the doctor just asks for the knife. When we go to town, we see where the bleeding is at. Next, you know what I mean, and they go to another room. Uh, we go to another room, especially if you're in a specialty uh, setting. Like I'm, I'm vascular, so uh -huh. if another tech, surgical tech doesn't know vascular in another room, I have to run over there. And vice versa, if I don't know ortho. Another ortho has to relieve me because I don't know this and all that, you know, because you have to be on your game with that. And I feel like I'm doing the same thing with surgical with uh, SMP. Like, what's next? You know? Oh, I want to go yeah. into microblading. I want to do a PME. I want to. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm like hungry. I told my wife, this is the best time to uh, to teach me or to teach anybody if if they're hungry. You know, they're hungry for for whatever it is. You know, I get students uh, as a surgical tech, and then I just I just watched them, how they set up and everything. I was like, okay, what will you do if there's an emergency coming? You have to pick, pick, it, up, pick it up, you know? I want to mm -hmm. see that hunger. And if I don't feel comfortable with that person, I'm sorry, go with somebody else. Go do, you know, pimple popping. I don't know. You know, it's just <laughs> it's, it's very, very intense, you know? And I love, I love the adrenaline. Um, it's very short-lived. And that's what I tell uh, kind of my, my clients that are very... Uh, anti about needles and all that stuff the the sensation of the needles is very short-lived you know and some of them fall asleep you know so rob uh you have three kids and you're yes, doing sir. great um with the so you, I, i'm assuming right now you're still work i'm assuming you're still working full-time as a surgical tech and doing mm -hmm. smp on the side like most people you can't just transition mm -hmm. um how are you doing it where are you doing it out of and, and how's that going so the Scott Microimitation, I'm doing that out of a, a local um, salon, so, a solo salon. Uh, I had my own little um, studio. And actually, my wife was the one that's, that said, you know what, it's time. You did the training. 
you did your models. Now it's time for you to. That that that's my that's my rock there. My mom, my wife is uh she's always pushing me to you know. Okay, what's next? You know what I mean? It's like mm -hmm. I sometimes pause on certain things, but she goes, go for it. You know, you're able to do it. We'll survive. You know, and and so I'm doing it out of a, a studio, uh, like ten minutes away from my house. Okay, and they just charge you uh, rent or something, or by customer. Mm -hmm. But uh, see, this is good for people least... to hear who are who are still in the phase that you're in, because I'm I'm assuming, I'm just guessing, that eventually you want to phase out of the surgical tech and just do SMP full time, right? Correct, correct. Among other things, yeah. Like my main focus is going to be uh, gut microfragmentation training, right. and also like yourself, like you're a trailblazer. You're doing microblading. You know, you're doing other. PMU uh, treatments. That's that's where I want to eventually branch out. You know what I mean? So good. yeah, good. That, I, I love to hear that. And what do you think? Well, first let's let's back up. So you you're from El Salvador, correct? What was it like? How old were you when you came over? They brought us when I was seven. My sister, my brother was uh, six, and my uh, my sister was like five ish. Five, yeah. Okay. And, and how old are you now? I'm 44. Okay. So you've been here for most of your life. Most, I mean, a long, Correct. longer mm -hmm. than I have. And uh, did you speak English before you got here? No English. No English. It was a. Uh... How did you learn? <laughs> oh, so I, I always story... I find it fascinating uh -huh. how people <laughs> learn English. <laughs> and, and, the, and the, the funny stories is like I remember specifically. You know, my wife, my mom was like, "Okay, let's go to Disneyland. Let's go to Disneyland." Let's go get our shots, our vaccine. Okay, let's go get our vaccines. There's the bus, there's the yellow bus. You know, get get your bus to school. <laughs> and then it was like a hard knock. I mean, it was. I was going to a, a private school back in El Salvador. Very structured, you know. Very structured. You you have to get a, you know your tie and everything. Your hair has to be cut. And then when I hit you know uh, school, it was like everybody's just dressing like whatever. Nails are nasty. You know, everybody's just. Out of I couldn't believe it, you know, it was all out of order. And to me, it was it was a shock, you know, and especially no no English, you know. So then we hang out with the, the Spanish kids and then eventually uh just watch a lot of TV cartoons and uh get extra help from the teachers, you know, and th that's how I learned. English. Did they have any programs? It's funny you say that the cartoons, because I I talked to so many people who are bilingual, a lot of them say they learned English from watching TV. Watching TV, correct. That's right. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. It's yeah, because that's all. That's all there was. And then if there was Spanish uh, cartoons, they, they wouldn't match. You know, the voice, the the lips wouldn't match. So then I'll just switch it over. And then my younger brother and sister were they were picking it up even faster. Yeah, you know, the English. So I was like, you know what? I just follow what they do. You know. <laughs> okay. And so was it hard for you and your family to get adjusted coming to the U.S.? I mean. If you walked over, did your dad or mom already have a job lined up? Did you have cousins here? Oh, yeah. What did you do? Yeah, there was an elder uh, aunt, and she'd been here uh, maybe like 15, 20 years before us. So she paid the way, you know, she had her own business. We actually worked in the business. It was in the restaurant business. Uh, it, it, this business, the restaurant was in, in, um, in Long Beach. And funny, now that I, I think and then, like, look back, it was literally down the street from um, Jesse Jane, uh, the, the um, what do you call it, the bicycle? Um, motorcycle guy? Motorcycle, yeah, the motorcycle guy, yeah. It was literally down the street from, I forget the name of the, I can't think of the name of the, of the shop that they had when he was here in Long Beach, and uh -huh. now he's in Texas. It was literally down the street, and I was like, 
oh my goodness, where are these guys coming in, you know, all um, tatted out and stuff and uh, yeah. ordering, pupus ordering pupusas and like all traditional <laughs> Salvadorian meals. And I was a kid, you know, I was like eight, nine years old. And I didn't, it didn't click on me, on my mind until like I was in my 20s. And then, you know, I started getting to like, you know, the showbiz and all that good stuff that was around, you know. So you were, ju you were just happy to be in the U.S., sounds like, and you were just like, hey, oh, yeah, just taking Ecstatic. everything in. So, Rob, you, after high school, you graduated high school, mm -hmm. you go to college for a couple years, uh, and then you're like, college isn't really working out, so you decide you need to go to some type of trade school. What, how, mm -hmm. how do you proceed from there? And then that's when I went into a surgical tech school, and um, I was in, I was 24, 25, 24, 25, and then right after you do your training, you hope and pray that you get picked up by a hospital or surgical center. And I was very blessed that the, where I did my training, they liked me, they liked my work ethic. And then I was there for, God, so many years, maybe like 14 years. And that's when I went, met my wife across the street at a surgical center. Oh, wow. We started courting, started courting and started going out together, you know, and getting to know each other. And then uh, about a year after we met, we got married, moved into our home after that, and we've been together for 12 years. Wow. So wow. Very fast. For a year, and you guys have been together that long. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. That's year. rare. That's a rare find. She must be good. Oh, yeah. You must be good. Um, <laughs> so you're at the center. So did she work at the surgical center with you? You said she was across the street. Does she do the same type of work? Or? She she did a, a medical assisting, taking okay. vital signs, drawing blood, doing paperwork, and um, after we met, she uh, they had a big layoff at that place, and you know she was really upset about that. And long story short, you know we we decided it's like you know what this is maybe this is a sign. It's like mm -hmm. you know we need to move forward. Uh, I could always work two jobs, and then I was like I was already doing basically two jobs doing the major hospital and surgical centers. And mm -hmm. so I was like, you know, just stay home with, you know, hopefully we start having kids. I mean, we got married and we, we popped out our first kid right away. I mean, <laughs> we got married and boom, we had Bobby and then Shania after that, two years later, Elijah. And um, when my wife was pregnant with Elijah, she's like, I need to go to school. And then she became a nurse in oh, three wow. and a half years, very fast. I mean, she was just. So your wife gave birth to three kids. And then she's like, screw it, I'm going to become a nurse, and then goes to nursing school. <laughs> she goes to nursing Dude, school. Dude, and it's hard. I think really hard. Bachelor, she got her bachelor's degree in three and a half years. That's unknown. That's like, because she was so dedicated. You know, she was like, I need to get, um, I need to start a career um, and, you know, provide and help you, help you especially so you could quit your, your second job. Because it was, it was tough doing two jobs for about nine years. Um, it was mad. It was tough. It was really tough. I'm sorry. Hardly what was home. the other job? So you were surgical tech, and what was the other thing? Uh, working at a surgical center, doing plastic uh, surgeries from all types of plastic surgeries, from like, you know, facelift, hair transplant, uh, breast augmentation, mommy makeovers. You name it. It was, it was nonstop, nonstop. And most of those places, they pay like cash. That so was pretty cool. That was. They really, pay cash. Yeah, they, they. It was really cool. Yeah. Because they don't want to deal with, you know, most of them, not giving out too many secrets, most of them do get paid like that way. So they just rather, you know, and a good majority of them, like, I want to say like 80% of them did pay me through check, you know, is those 
it, it was those occasions when um when they couldn't find somebody so then they were on you know we need to find a surgical tech we need it right now you know and then they'll just call me hey can you work for you know five hours at this rate i'm like okay why not let's do it yeah okay so so you were doing surgical tech stuff for two different companies correct mm -hmm. okay that's where i got a little confused that makes sense okay so is your wife working right now uh yeah like, she not, does... like, like she she's not a stay-at-home mom is what i'm getting at she's not a stay-at-home mom no okay, <laughs> okay. And are you, or do you work at night or, or how's your schedule? So because you're doing the transit, like you're working on your regular job and then you're doing the SMP, what's your daily schedule routine like? How's that? So we're on 12 hour schedules, eight hour schedules. We're, um, since the pandemic hit, we, we transitioned from uh, employees to hospitals to actual contractors. So we travel, uh, uh, travel assignments with an outside company. The outside company looks for, you know, hospital A is over here is hiring, you know, for 13 weeks at this rate. Do you want it? Yes or no? And then if the price is right and then the times are right, then we do it. So we titter-totter on our time. I go from 3 to 11. She goes from 7A, 7, 7P, 7A sometimes. So our times, wow. uh, we're, we, can, we can move them around basically. So if I have a client, like I have a consultation uh, yesterday, and he wants to do it. He wants to do the treatment this uh, coming up Saturday. You know, I'll just move my schedule around. So we have that flexibility. If you're an employee of a hospital, it's very hard to do so. Um, but we're like contractors, basically. We we set our own schedule, which and is nice. And you get paid a little more, right? And we get paid. Oh yeah, yeah. Because we're still they get paid you know, more. I know some contract nurse contractors. And I know they get paid a lot more. The problem is sometimes you don't have the benefits. But if you're getting the benefits somewhere else, yeah, you're good. You're good. Yeah, there's so many companies that that are out here uh, for insurance, for retirement. I mean, I'm doing, thank goodness I'm blessed to do everything for us, you know, like the medical, the retirement, the kids, you know, college and all that stuff, you know. So I'm very blessed because I'm always asking people. I'm always asking questions, you know. If I have a doubt about something, I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out. Well, if uh, I'll tell you what I do, what I had to do. Um, so I, I work, I know seen a little bit about my story but i was working at the bank you know i won't go into too much detail but i was working for jp morgan before that engineering mm -hmm. company i worked did that for like 10 years and transitioned into doing scalp micropigmentation and when i finally stopped working for jp morgan i'm like fuck dude i got i got my son uh on the way i got my wife i got me Who's going to, you know, who's going to pay for the medical benefits? Now, I could have gotten through my wife, but what I ended up actually doing is I ended up getting Obamacare. I didn't even know about it. So Obamacare yeah. is actually saving my ass right now. Yeah. <laughs> Obamacare is, is uh, yeah. It's, so if you're a small business owner, Obamacare, it does work. Uh, I will be, I yeah. will vouch for that. It, it does there work. It helps. Because there's a lot of people, like I have friends who are scared to go out on their own. They're like, how am I going to pay for my medical benefits? There you know, it is. Because this shit gets there. expensive. It does. With the, uh, oh my goodness, yeah. Especially the little ones, you're constantly going and paying the, the you know, trying to reach a deductible and, oh, the, the in-office, um, yeah, it gets pricey. Yeah, and you feel like, hey, I'm a grown man. You know, I don't really even need med If I have to, I don't need medical insurance, whatever. But you got to have it for your kids. You got to yeah. have it for the kids. 
Definitely. You know, it's just be a they guilt, a, you know, if you didn't. Mm-hmm. They go through a season of like, everybody's sick. Everybody's not sick. Everybody's sick, yeah. you know? <laughs> How'd you guys deal? How, how did you guys deal with the COVID situation? Were you all right? I mean, Here, especially at- Luckily, the hospitals were still open. Um, I was off of work for a few months um, because my mom was getting sick. She usually, usually wanted to take care of her kiddos or my mother-in-law. And mm-hmm. they were getting sick. So I said, you know what? Let me just stay home. Let me just stay home with them uh, for a few months. Uh, so I stopped working. I, I quit my job. They couldn't believe it, you know, at work. But she got onto the contracts, and they were insanely paying her a lot. I mean, insane. People were, I know people were coming from other states to California because they were paying so much, you know? And um, so we dealt with a good, thank goodness. We, we, we survived, you know? And then as soon as things were letting up, I went back to work, you know? I went back to work. Did you go back to the same company? No. I, then I started doing traveling. Okay, okay. Because yeah. Is that the place you worked at for 14 years, you said? Correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, if you wanted to go back, would they have taken you? Probably, but Joy is you like when you start, you start, yeah, when you start getting paid the way that I'm getting paid, it's like, you know, especially like, you know, I'm gonna throw in with the Scott microimplementation. When I'm getting paid now, it's like I don't never, I don't, I, I want to transition from from being a tech. To be honest with you, having my okay. four four to five clients a week, I am happy. I am totally happy. You know, even less, I'm, I'm very happy with that. You know, so. So that's that's my transition, you know. But we did you, make it out of. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry. Have you found that because you're in LA, you're like in the LA area? You saw you messaged me. Uh, yeah, I was in uh, Santa Monica this weekend, yeah. surprising <laughs> my friend. Oh, <laughs> uh, I was only there from Friday to Sunday. Oh, gotcha, uh, gotcha. Yeah, and I, my trip was basically free. I mean, I had my um, my, I used my points, my Southwest so, points. So, and then I stayed at his condo. Uh, but I do, I like California, but my question is, is there a lot of artists? Obviously you got Jeff, Picasso mm-hmm. Jeff and, and Kat, Kat's a phenomenal artist oh, out there God. and they're, they're doing their thing. I mean, who else is out there and it's, comp- and is it very competitive or how's it looking? It's looking great. Like I have contact with so many, I feel like there are, there, the guys that are in my area, in my driving area within an hour, they're very reachable. Uh, very accessible. I feel like they're all my mentors, you know, because I'm a noob to the to the industry, and I'm always constantly picking their brain. So I do feel like there are some big guys here, and I'm, I'm very thankful to to be friends with them. You know, we have Gabriel at Precise uh, SMP in San Gabe uh, in San Bernardino. We have uh, my friend um, Sergio in LA. Uh, also Oscar from Scalp um, Micro LA. There's there's so many guys in in Stockton. There's Pino. I mean, there's a variety, a variety of artists around here, and I do feel like the people, the people that are, are coming up very slowly, they're getting their name out there, you know. And I was telling them, it's like, reach out to people, reach out to people, and communicate. You know, go take a pic, you know, go pick their brain, go take a picture with them, you know, and see if they have mentorship, you know. If why not, you know, you're investing in yourself, basically, you know. If you pay a little change here or there, you know, for a day, you're investing in yourself. I agree. I agree. That's good. You have a good mindset. Uh, you have a really good mindset. How, where, did, where did you develop that? In, in the learning and the hunger? How, how do you think you uh, gained that? I think it has to attribute to my experience in the operating room um, because I will see uh, doctors, you know, 
that were about to retire and I would pick their brain and say, oh, what would you do differently? You know, what would you do this? Oh, I will go into aesthetics. I will do, you know, I will open a med spa. I will open something that that alleviate me being here all the time, you know, because they were, they have to be there, you know, they were on the contract. And so I will kind of tag along with the plastic surgeons. And that's when I became really good friends with um, Dr. Lawton, uh, Lawton Tang in Pasadena, a great plastic surgeon. And also Dr. Robert Milanis in, in Orange County. Uh, very good, very good surgeons and uh, cosmetic surgeons as well. And that's, I feel like seeing what they, how they started and where they're at today, I was like, you know, yeah, obviously they have a medical degree. I don't, but I have ambitions, I have goals, you know, and if I could slowly climb my way up there, you know, uh, and follow their, their uh, success that I know I'll be there one day and having mentors, you know, and, and reaching out to you and, oh my goodness, it's just, I feel like, this is the beginning stages of our, uh, this industry, and I'm just yep. slowly climbing up. <laughs> Good. Hey, every day. Uh, success leaves clues, right? So you're following what the, the successful people are doing. Uh, you learn from them, and you add, and build onto your uh, own skill set. Uh, yeah, you seem very ambitious. I like that. You don't seem like a person who's getting into it just to say, oh, I'm doing SMT, like money hungry, and just you know trying to screw people over, basically. You come off as no, a very no. genuine guy. Yeah, I feel like when you step out of that that realm of like, oh, I'm just getting going for the money, and you actually helping people where you're supposed to be doing, you know, it, mm -hmm. God, God really does bless you because you're you're basically sticking out your hands like this towards God, you know, not yeah. pulling and and trying to take things, you know, the money will come. That's the way I feel. Like friendships, like with you, I'd rather I'll have a friendship with with you with anybody artist around here. The money will come. I don't. You know, it, it, it it's does better not to make enemies, right? And and not and and not uh, one. You don't want to make other people upset, right? Because you're so focused on what you're doing anyway. And but mm -hmm. I, I do think I see people uh, create unnecessary drama for themselves. Unfortunately, it seems right. like you right. are not doing that, which is great. I love to see that. Um, what do you think? One of the biggest challenges is. Aside from like time time management, uh, which is obviously you kind of got a little little something going. At least you have some flexibility uh, with your job. What do you think the biggest challenge is becoming an SMP artist, becoming a full time SMP artist, and just getting better at your skills? I think having your own your own like studio that that is it. It does help your mind. Okay, you know what? I could start doing you know, uh, content. I could start filming content. I could start, you know, showing my my little studio, see how I clean things up, how I set set things up. I think that is one of the biggest challenges is that the first three months I was like, okay, I'm, I'm doing content here from my house or I will go to somebody else's studio, you know? It wouldn't feel the same, you know, like something that necessarily that you own, but it's, it's your own space, you know? So having your own space to be creative, I think uh, a lot of artists don't have and uh, actually, uh, an artist that graduated from um, uh, from a cat um, here in LA, uh, S&P by Cat, he reached out to me. His name is Ivan, and he's like, "Oh, you know, nice studio. I mind if I if I shadow with you or come? come oh yeah, come along." I had a client that day, and I was doing my thing. And he's like, after the session, he was like, "Oh, do you mind if I like if I could join you here?" I was like, "Yeah, go ahead, man." It's like, pay me per day, pay me per session. You have your your clients come in. Go ahead, why not? And so. And then you can see his, his, how his his eyes light up. You know how how I felt the same way. It's like, oh, I have my own little area, and I go, bro, 
this is your spot. When I'm not here, here's the keys, you know, go for it. You know, just clean up after yourself, you know? I'll put you yeah, in that's really nice. Yeah, that's good for you, man. But you're right. You're 100% right. Doing it out of your house, I know what it's like. It's not ideal. <laughs> and once you get your own space, you're like, oh, shit. And then when you have your key <laughs> to a place that's somewhere you rent, it was like, it almost felt like I had my own apartment, a secret apartment, yeah. that made sense away your man, your um, man came, like, yeah yeah i really did felt like that i mean one a couple of times because i was in the middle of the move um so in 2019 i moved to my the new house that i'm at but i had a basement oh, at my first location and i would put i put all my boxes to a lot of tvs so i didn't have to pay for two storage units i was just used mm -hmm. to uh that location so i invited my friends over a couple different weekends and we watched football at the shop there you, go. you know i just moved everything <laughs> in, the, in the waiting room and I was like, whatever, you know, there's no rules against this. You know, it was on a Sunday. The parking lot wasn't packed or whatever. Uh, we drank a little bit. So why not? <laughs> when, right? Why not? You're right. renting it. <laughs> why not have fun? That's right. That's right. But, um, but going back to that, yeah, going back to that, Joy, is that I think, um, you know, connecting with somebody, even with, with Gabriel and Precise uh, S&P, he's like, he offered me, he's like, yeah, why don't you just, when you're done with your lease, come over here, I have an extra room, you know? I'm like, we'll see, we'll see, my my friend, but having that connection with some other artists, I think, or even getting your own spot by yourself, you know? A very small spot. I think that, that helps your mind. Like, okay, I, I'm doing this, you know? Yeah, and you want to make sure you're making it. My my thought process the first time was, uh, let me if I can make one sale a month, I could cover the rent, the internet, the utilities, Boom. Boom. And, and and basically, you, I was thinking I'll do it for free, but eventually it won't be free anymore, you know. Mm -hmm. But at least I have my own spot, and you feel better about that. Mm -hmm. Totally agree. Correct, correct. I totally agree. Um, how do you feel? Excuse me. How do you feel about the SM? industry as a whole have you found that the people you talk to know what smp is or you you have to educate people what's that like i have yeah i have to educate a lot of people the younger 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 guys meaning like in you know 18 20s. to like 20s they kind of know about it because they get bombarded with social media and all this advertising but like the 20 and above they have no idea that either they're not on online completely I had to show them pictures, you know, and like, here's my QR code. Or oh, I had to like sit there and educate them. I'm a very like, I have a business card and I'm a little flipping. I don't have my little business card here holder. But if I see somebody that, you know, obviously going bald, you know, I, I very politely, you know, give them the card. Oh, what is this? And I educate them. And some of them do take the time. Oh, can you explain to me? And then, you know, a good like 20% will become my clients, you know, which is, you know, pretty low numbers, but. At least no, I'm talking that's about good, it. Dude. I'm being, hey, if you go up I'm to being about people and you get 20, mm -hmm. that's good. Yeah. No, believe me, Joy. Like <laughs> I constantly I've run out of cards all the time. And not only for, for men, but I also pass out to pass them out to the you know women. If obviously if I see them, you know, like at the gym, that's the perfect I, I love the gym. That's like my perfect uh, spot to to uh you know promote it. Oh, you know, your, your husband or your boyfriend, he looks like he's losing hair, not to you know be insulting, but this is an option, you know, and if he doesn't want to do this route, there's other routes, you know, I'm connected with plastic surgeon, cosmetic surgeon, there's always a solution. Oh, no, he's fine, bald. He's fine, dear. He's fine now, but okay. You want to keep him like that. I like that you said that 
that sorry to cut you off. But I like that you said um, not to be offensive, right? Because mm-hmm. I found it's a little going up to another bald guy is, in my opinion, easy to do. Talk about SMP, although some of them don't want to recognize it. Guys who are just standing on top and then doing the comb over, or they're still in denial, whatever you want to call it, they get a little offended. Women, oh, yeah. that's even, yeah, that's uh, dangerous waters. Yeah, and, it I, is. <laughs> and at first I was trying, I'm not sure if you had your wife give out your cards or you thought about, but I was like, man, you have a woman coming up to a bald guy giving out a card. Ah, I just don't think it's going to go so well. You know, they're going to be self-conscious. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's, you know. So I started leaving them on the Yes. Yeah. I mean, they're going to be embarrassed. I would leave them on the back of urinals. You ever tried doing that? Go in the bathroom, put your card on the Ooh, back of urinals, that's the smart. back of toilets, that's smart. Um, yeah, the, yeah. the door and the stall, because then they're forced to look at it, you know? And so <laughs> I do right. that. Like... I do whatever. Uh, the gym, uh, airports, wherever I'm going, I'm dropping a card on there. Joy, that's dope. That's dope. That's dope. I love it. <laughs> because it's subtle, right? And they're like, oh, shit. It's very subtle. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, if I would myself didn't know about it and I saw that or somebody came up to me, I'll definitely hit them up, you know, knowing what I know now, if anybody would have done that, you know, years, you know, since this this, this uh, treatment has been out for so many years now, I would have jumped on it, done my research and then jumped on it, you know. Good. And I mean, how long this is a question for a lot of new SMPRs and so not everybody's different, right? How long did it take? Uh, for you to get a paying customer. So, Joy, you're not going to believe it, but I was very blessed. My first client was my first paying uh, client. And I was like, I told my wife, look, I got paid. <laughs> my first Best feeling, right? <laughs> Best feeling. And he just needed a hairline. He just wanted a hairline. And, uh, but I did the whole, the whole head, obviously, and I said, just going to do the hairline, you know? And he was ecstatic. He, he actually was very happy. You know, he didn't want to cut his hair. He just wanted to leave a little stubble. And I said, that's fine. We'll leave it like that, you know? And eventually he started cutting his hair, like, shorter and shorter. And I was like, look, now now I could bring down the hairline. Oh, he was loving it. He was loving it. So my first my first client was my, my paid client. How did you, um, when you were, do, did you do any free ones first? Or any 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 family guinea pigs or anything? No, no family guinea I, I did reach out to, uh, in my my side of the family you know that side of the family there's a lot of bald guys and all of them were like this is against my culture this is against my religion i'm gonna look like a gangster uh, all this you know <laughs> uh all this stuff that you hear you know no god brought me into this earth bald and i'm gonna go up bald. i go uncle you're not you're not i'm not gonna stain you i'm not gonna like spray paint you you know like that's uh, that's where the education and and having having gotten those no's and learning from what their concern was oh believe me i bombard people I already start seeing the little twitching in the eye that they don't want to talk about. Oh, why not? You know, I take, I tell them, I tell them straight out. I was like, maybe because I haven't educated you well, but here's my card. We'll talk later. You know, let me get your contact. And two guys did that is like, and I, one of them, I kind of convinced he's still kind of on the fence. And the other guy was like completely ghost me. He didn't want to talk. <laughs> I totally got too offended, but I take those no's and I learn from them, you know, and, and, and mix my, the way that I, I approach people. Good. I've uh, ran into that situation too when people say it's their religion or something like that. Uh, this was these people were uh, I think they were Muslim, and um, what I tell them this is something you could try too if you want, or anybody listening. I tell them it's not a tattoo. 
its scalp micropigmentation and the differences, we're staying in epidermis, which mm -hmm. is the first few layers of skin, whereas a regular tattoo goes down to the dermis. So technically, right. it's not a real tattoo. Yeah. Um, sometimes it works. You know, it really mm -hmm. depends on how you look at it. It really depends on how you look yeah. at it and sell it. Yeah, because I have followers and I follow people from Muslim, uh, you know, on the other side of the world that get it. You know, you see the guys get it, and, and I'm like, okay, it has nothing to do with. I think with with uh, not you know being acceptable, but like you said, if you tell them it's just the first layer, and it might it's gonna might fade away, you know, but you might need a touch up, you know. Yeah. But I see it happening you, on the other side of the world. Do you have a whole uh, sales pitch for when you bring? So when you bring someone in for a consultation, I feel like that's something people you gotta kind of learn that on your own, right? I mean, you can watch your mentor, but until you're one on one, alone, drawing the hairline, answering their questions, you're not really gonna learn. So how did that go for you when you started bringing people in, talking to them one on one by yourself? So what I do, like this gentleman that, that's coming in on Saturday, right? And then another one, he's on the fence. The one's on the fence. I, I, I talk to them very politely. Yeah, and I say, you know, my time is very valuable. So is your time. This, is, this solution is going to solve this problem that you're having, whether it's bothering you or not. You know, come in, you know, we'll drop your hairline. I have hair fibers too that I, I, I put the hair fibers on that I, I learned from Chavo uh, S&P. And I, I figured how to make it all nice. And then once they see the hairline, Joey, they're like, okay, let's get started. I go, right now, you know, there's a consultation, you know, but if you put down a, a, a deposit, let me get my book in my, I have a little book right there, a little calendar, like, you know, the ones that they give out. And I go, oh, I have one next week. Do you wanna, do you wanna sign up? And they're like, yeah, okay. So let me, and then I run down the whole consultation, like the pricing and then the, you know, if they cannot, if they cannot afford it right now, they have cherry financing. I have my app right there. Believe me, Joe, I, I, I give them no options to say no. <laughs> That's my, my number one thing. Try, you can also use, if you've created an LLC, um, try using uh, PayPal credit as well. So with PayPal credit, I offer PayPal credit. They Ooh. get six months, if they're approved, so what you would do is you type up the invoice, let's say 33000 you send them the invoice for three thousand. If approved, they would then use that three thousand dollars to pay you, and then they oh. have six months interest-free to pay PayPal back. After that, they got to pay some crazy rate, but that's better than paying you in like you know three payments. Correct, correct, and I love it. I love it. You know, I, I and, and you in. should be able to qualify for it. You just go on, you know, PayPalCredit.com as a business owner, or whatever. Fill that out. It should be approved. Okay, yeah, but it's another way, you know. There you go. Yeah, options because maybe uh, Company A was not going to approve because they do a soft pull. Maybe Company B will, and I'm definitely going to look. Oh, see, I learned something new. And it, and it's the good thing. It's interest free the first six months. I don't think Cherry yeah. is interest free. No, uh, the not first. That I'm aware. Yeah, the first six months, I believe, if they got good credit, you know, that's the okay. thing. You have to be, um, and then. I'm gonna upgrade to 12 months, but I'm gonna look into PayPal because I wanna give people option because maybe company, just like when you go buy a car, company A might not approve it, but company might do it, you know? Can I ask you something about Cherry? So I'm approved with Cherry. Here's my little... The placard? Yeah. Yeah, here's <laughs> the thing. I've never used it because I don't understand. In the training, when I went to the training, I was like, wait, this isn't one-on-one. -on -one. It was like a group training. 
And I was like, what oh. the hell is good? And, and, and he told me that you can't write an invoice. Like I was so confused about it. What? So, um, I, so like the, the, like, sorry to cut you off. The last gentleman, no, no. he went, he went through the website, he scheduled an appointment and I was ecstatic because I knew my website worked and all my calendars. And then he's like, oh, and then I did the cherry and I got approved. And then I was like, oh, great. And this is even before we did the consultation, you know? And so I was looking through my phone, I opened up the app and it said right there, you know, client um, X, Y, and Z got approved for five Gs, you know? And I was like, oh, great, you know? And I hadn't given him the 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 pricing yet, you know? So then we he did the consultation. Committed. He was committed, yeah. <laughs> I had done the, the consultation. He sent me the pictures and he was just waiting for me to yeah, tell him the price, you know? So I told him X, Y, and Z, and he's like, okay. So I went back to the website, to my app, and it said, you know, he was approved for 5Gs, 5,000. 5, and then um, I, I quoted him, blah, 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 right? And then I, I put in the number, I sent it to him, and he sent it back, and then the the money was in the bank uh, three days, three or four days. Wow. It was just bouncing back. The you invoice thing, so I want to look I was having no, a no. pain in the ass dealing with it. Yeah, see, um, I think... Once your client goes through it and it's connected to your phone, which I'm sure it was, you can't even like go through that process. You you'll get the notification and then you just agree. I was confused too. I was like, what is this? And I hadn't done the consultation. I had to call Gabriel. Uh, precise. I was like, what is this? He's like, bro, just click, just send it back. Send it back. He's gonna, you know, he's paying you basically, you know? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, that's good to know. Um, you know, maybe I will offer because I do think they they get you more people get approved through cherry than i think paypal credit but i'm not totally sure yeah but yeah Gabriel, that's good to know that people are using it uh because i hear that uh and it's not that much of, of a pain because i for some reason i felt like he was like you can't do an invoice it's just you're basically getting a line of credit and i, I was like well how do i know how does the person know what they're signing up for and like because i usually write it all out on the invoice right mm -hmm. you know adding density to the scalp we're going to blend in an inch into your real hair so maybe a suggestion maybe a suggestion is just sending them the invoice and then you throw in your quote there and then they go ahead and do the cherry because i'm telling you Joy, on like, the side was, like seamless. on a separate thing a separate thing yeah because it was seamless he's like he's like uh, my client was like, okay, I, I said, I did the cherry thing too. And I go, oh, I, we need to do a consultation. And then he did a consultation. I'm giving the price. And then I went back on my phone and I put X, Y, Z. He got it. He sent it back to me. I approved. And then it said on my bank statement, three days is going to be on there. And Gabriel, um, he's the one that said, keep cherry. If there's other companies for you, for your clients to do the financing, go for it. But he's like, he's like, I made really a good living with, with cherry and keep it, you know? They're very strict on what you can and can't do with it, meaning like you cannot do classes. You cannot put uh, students on there. He's like, do you use other stuff? Use other Yeah, yeah, I did students? see that. He, they did tell me that. And do, now, PayPal, do other financing you can do students. Oh, see, that's, I'm, I'm telling yeah. you, I have PayPal account and I'm going to definitely, uh, I'll definitely sign up for that. I love that. And you're Thank talking you. about Gabriel, you said from Pre Precise SMP? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I met him briefly at the Scout show last year. I'm pretty sure. Or maybe he sat next to me or something. I'm pretty sure. Mm -hmm. Does he have a cousin who also does SMP? Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's yes. Right. Yeah. Cool hair, he got, uh, tattoos, <laughs> Marine guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember him. Um, he does good work as well. Um, 
what okay so what else do you uh anything else you want to call out oh like uh other artists just like jazz no, no, no. Well, and, well, oh sorry well is there anything else you wanted to uh discuss in regards to smp or any questions or or how you see the industry uh oh yeah i have a few things yeah so thanks joy i uh, enjoy this opportunity so yeah i know some artists and my i think i've done it myself at the beginning uh was putting down not so much putting down the the plastic you know and hair transplant doctors and now i'm seeing it more like we could work together with them because you know i was invited to these two uh, surgical centers you know to be a part of, of uh their treatments their post post-op treatments and even like uh, the other day we had a consultation for a hair transplant but the gentleman knew about smp and this is an older gentleman. He's like, yeah, can we incorporate both? You know, because I want to, I want to have a look and, and have volume on my hair. I don't want to deal with any more scars because he, he did his research about hair transplants, whether you're doing the FUE or the FUT. He's like, I don't want no scars. I want Robert to do, you know, uh, he goes, S&P by Rob to do the, the, the camouflaging. I'm telling you, this older guy, he already knew his the lingo. And the doctor and I look at each other like, oh my goodness, he's more educated than <laughs> you know, which is great, you know, it's and so he's hard. like, yeah, so basically it's like incorporating these two uh, industries, you know, and having that relationship with them. I'm reaching out to any and every plastic surgeon in that area, to be honest with you, Joy, and I recommend that to anybody because, you know, you guys could, we could uh, give clients to each other, you know, like with Dr. Milanis in, uh, in uh, Orange County, he goes, Rob, the gentleman wants a hair transplant. But he, he said, no, he wants to do SMP, do hair density. The gentleman called me. I called him. He sent me the deposit. I went over there on Friday. We did the treatment. And he was happy. And I still got two more treatments on him. So bringing, awesome, these, bringing, these two, yeah, bringing these two industries together, I think uh, it's going to set this thing on fire because they already have the platform. They already have the advertising, you know, mm. and being a part of their, uh, not, not necessarily tagging along, but just being... Uh, more communication with them and, and collaborating with them, you know, I feel it's, it's going to increase this industry. Yeah, I, I agree. And also, I mean, you have that background of working with the other plastic surgeons. So if you really needed to, you could probably hit up your boy and be like, hey, could you vouch for me or something like that, right? Mm -hmm. You become, I think this industry becomes more, more um, valued, you know, more credible. That is not just one fad coming in and out, you know, just like with microblading, right? We've seen from the beginning how I'm I'm little by little, I'm researching it, you know, and my wife got it done. My mother-in-law got it done. I'm going to take my mom to get her, her microblading. I mean, and little by little started growing and, and going into shops, into med spas and then into uh, high-end, you know, luxury establishments, yeah. you know, because that's, that's what I feel like this is. This is a high... Uh, luxury uh, treatment, you know? I agree. Completely agree. I, and it's an investment in yourself and your self-confidence, right? Correct. Correct. You can't, you cannot put a price on that. You know, mental health, I think is a key aspect of like, you know, this addressing, you know, somebody's uh, scalp and giving them that hairline. And uh, I've seen the pictures and the videos that you have, you know, I, I, I want to capture that moment with my clients. But I'm so excited for them, you know, I'm like, oh, and I forget to film on it. <laughs> One guy I did, we did his alopecia, and yeah. you should see how happy he was. I was like looking for my phone, where's my phone? And I caught him a little bit. He's like, 
And I'm like, oh, can you do it again? He's like, oh, I'm faking it. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is, a, a lot of people don't want you to film them. You know, I'm and sure that's how he was. That, uh, that a gentleman, he was like, don't film me, don't don't uh, report me. Just you could block out my face, but you know. I've been dealing with I, this for so if long. If you don't have it already, I recommend getting some type of marketing form. Really simple saying, can I can I show your face or do you want me to blur your mm -hmm. face? Have an option, have them check it. That way, let's say you do post your face and they're like, I didn't say you could do that. Be like, yes, you did. You know what yes, I mean? It just covers mm -hmm. your ass. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. A good friend of mine in Texas told me about that. He goes, here, I'm sending you the copy. Take your name off of it and put it yourself and make them sign. And you, you sign it too and date it. 100%. Because yeah. they will, you know, you just don't want to get yourself in trouble. Mm -hmm. Well, Rob, it's been great talking to you. Can you tell everyone how to contact you, your website, your Instagram, and all that sort of thing? Yes. Yeah, so the website is smpbarob.com. I'm in San Dimas, California. I also travel to other uh, surgical centers, uh, med spas, other artists' um, studios, um, wherever the clients need. And the phone number is 626 325-0040. Great, great. And you want to say it in Spanish as well for, uh, or can mm -hmm. you uh, say, say that part in Spanish for everybody uh -huh. to contact so, you? Sí, para contactarme con, uh, a, mi, a mi información, me llamo Roberto Posada. Uh, en la internet y la website es smpbyrob.com y el número es 626-325-0040. Estamos en la ciudad bonita de San Dimas, California, y aquí estoy para uh, su tratamiento de micropigmentación capilar. Muchas gracias.